Hello, and welcome back to the Rat's Nest Podcast. First thing I want to do this episode is shout out to Noise Engineering, who featured me on their Instagram for their weekend listening. You know, they posted a link to my Bandcamp, gave a little about me, posted a little photo. So thank you, Noise Engineering. Love your modules. Obviously, I have a few of them. Uh, and it was really cool. So welcome. If you're new to the podcast, maybe you heard of it through that. Uh, and, you know, welcome to this. What are we doing today? I have no idea. Patrons, please vote in the polls. I feel like if you're paying money, you should be able to give feedback, you know. It also helps me out. I feel like people get tired of the things that I patch on this show. Because I patch, you know, I'm one person. I feel like I patch a lot of the same things without kind of even realizing it. Today we're going to continue using the Sonocurrent modules because they're the newest modules. I haven't explored them nearly enough. Especially the MC3A Crossfade Array. I'm going to be honest, I have been playing with the MT2D plenty. I, I love that thing. Slap it on everything now. You know, put it in the middle of stuff, see how it sounds, see how it crunches up. Love distortion, and I love that it's got these cool little mini vacuum tubes in there that I had never even heard of. So, been doing that one a lot. But I feel like the MC3A has been underutilized. So we're going to do something today that, not sure what, I'm just going to start patching and I'll let you know what's going on and making the sounds. I guess you'll know what this sounds like because it's playing probably right now. So today, what I think we're going to do is do some fun feedback stuff with the MC3A. Graham was, it was one of the things Graham mentioned a lot for using it for, so we're going to try it out. So the Mimeophone is going into the channel 1 input and the channel 3 input, so it's got the odd inputs. And the Dismodus is going into the channel 2 and the channel 4 inputs. So then I'm taking the output 1. Or output, output A as it's labeled on the module. 
should be better about saying the actual outputs labeled on the modules. Output A, which is the leftmost crossfader that goes into the, you know, one of the ones that goes into the third one. And then, um, so that's going into the Dismodus. Output A into the Dismodus. And then output B is going into the Mimeophone. And then what I love about this, what's super cool about this, is we've got the C output still. You know, we've used outputs A and B, which are the like the two crossfaders that feed into the third one, but we've still got the output of the third one. So we could just take that output. I'll probably run it through the Pico DSP, you know, just for some a little delay or reverb or something. And we'll hear how that sounds. So when you're working with feedback, you always want to make sure you don't blow your ears out. Um, you want to take the output of, you know, whatever you're feedbacking, put it through another mixer or something, so you can just turn down the volume if you need to. And there's also, you know, input gain on the MC3A, so we can turn down, you know, the gain on each of the inputs if we need to. So right now I've just got the blend all the way up on both the mimeophone and the Dismodus. We're hearing all the wet signal. I've turned the internal feedback, the repeats and the regen down all the way. Uh, for the mimeophone, I do have the halo all the way up. And the Dismodus, I have the size and the density all the way up. And I've got all of the crossfaders sitting in the middle right now. So what's happening is the left output of each the Dismodus and Mimeophone are mixed together and then fed back into the left input of the Dismodus. And then the right outputs of the Dismodus and the Mimeophone are mixed together and fed into the left input of the Mimeophone. When you're using the left input of the Mimeophone and the Dismodus, this normals it to both channels. So it's just like a mono signal to both, you know, to the left and the right. So left's going through the Dismodus, right's going through the Mimeophone, and then that's going into the AI Synthesis Quad VCA Mixer, just, you know, one of the channels so I can attenuate it. And then into the Pico DSP, right now it's on the granular delay mode. So right now we're just hearing the Dismodus feeding back on itself. I've turned the crossfaders both to the right and I did have to up the region on the Dismodus like a little bit to get it going and maybe hit the FSU like the freeze button a couple like a couple times just to add like an excitement into the chain and then it starts oscillating. And then let's change those crossfaders over. 
And this is just in the middle, actually. This is the mo- the mimeophone. We could turn it all the way over. This is just mimeophone now. And then that's with both. So this is cool. This is fun. Uh, But what if we added some other modules into the mix? What if we filtered something or ran something through the dual tryout distortion? Could be a lot of fun. Let's try it. First... Let's get some modulation going on these crossfade array inputs. I'm just going to use the diode chaos. All three channels or outputs going into each of the CV inputs on the MC3A. Also, if you're new to the podcast, please check out my episode on SonoCurrent. Uh, these are their modules. I met Graham, the person behind SonoCurrent. Very kind and very intelligent and good to talk to, fun to talk to. So check out SonoCurrent. He sent me home with these modules and I love them so much. So all I have done is just added a filter into the chain. So for the left channel, we've got what was what was originally going just straight into the dismodus is now going through the Schlob SVF and then into the dismodus. So it's getting filtered first. And then the right channel what was originally going into just the mimeophone is now going into the Dopefer A124 Wasp filter. So it's also getting filtered, just a different filter. And yeah, you can hear how that really tames the sound a lot, you know, because we're filtering that feedback. We're not letting it get out of hand. And I'm going, I'm going through the low pass on both. So we're getting rid of a lot of that harsh high end that you get from feedback and we're getting nice low drone stuff.
and I'm not even modulating the filters yet. But I will. So what I'm going to do, and what's really cool, another feature of the MC3A crossfade array from Sonocurrent, is that there's CV outputs for each of the channels, and that's just the same CV you're putting into the inputs after the offset and attenuation from the module. So right now, I've got the attenuators all the way up and the offset in the middle, so it's really just the same CV. And I'm going to use that CV to control our filters. But I'm going to take the left CV and put it in the right filter, and I'm going to take the right CV and put it in the left filter, so we're kind of crisscrossing instead of just using the same CV that's crossfading for the left for the filter, you know, that seems kind of boring. It'll always sound similar. They'll always be in the same position. I want them to vary, so I'm gonna use the opposite channel for that, if that makes sense. Now we're in spooky feedback territory, which I love. And this is just begging, begging me to run it through the dual triode distortion. Because this just needs to leak a little bit of grit. I'm going to do it. Now, the question is, do I just run the... C output from the crossfade array, which is like a mix of both our outs, which is what we're listening to, and we're plugging that into the Pico DSP, you know, just giving a little granular delay. Should I just take that output and distort it with the tri dual triad distortion, or should I take the filter outputs and plug them each through a channel on the MT2D and then into the, you know, their feedback, you know, back into the feedback path. Question is, should I integrate the MT2D into the feedback path, or should I just put it on the end? And now that I say that out loud, putting it on the end sounds boring. I'm going to integrate it into the feedback path. Because that just, I saying it out loud made me decide, I don't know.
So I've added the MT2D into our feedback path. You just fed the filter outputs into the two channels of the MT2D and then back into the Mimeophone and the Dismodus respectively. I've got the feedback on the MT2D about halfway, just for like a little bit of, you know, internal tube feedback. The drive is pretty much all the way up on both. And the mix is kind of a little bit over the middle, like slightly tilted towards the distortion. There's like just a tad bit more distortion than there is dry signal, but pretty much 50-50. And the biases are kind of in the middle. And I've got the little shelving EQs going, just taking a little high end off. So they're a little bit to the left of midnight, I guess. I'm on the six volt mode because I'm a sucker for the six volt mode. That's the 12 volt mode. It's nice, you know. But I just want that grit. I want that six volt mode. So we're going to keep it in the six volts. So this is super pretty. But I think there's a way we can make it even prettier. We are using the Mimeophone, which does have volt per octave tracking capabilities. As long as you're in the smallest zone and you're using the little micro rate input, like the little mu, the U with like the extra line and like the little curly Q. If you have a Mimeophone, you know what I'm talking about. But what I could do is put a sequence or something into that. And because we're using the feedback, I think it should work and make it kind of pitched more so than the filters kind of make it pitched. But it might also clash with the filters. I've never really used it this way before. Usually I just crank the internal feedback on the Mimeophone, just the repeats, and, you know, go into the micro rate input and just don't even use an input for it you know it just it has feedback on there but when we're making a complex feedback path like this i'm not sure it's gonna work but we can try it
So as I kind of expected, the micro rate input is no longer tracking the volt per octave because we're also doing filtery weirdness with everything. Maybe if I didn't have the filters in, this would work. We're also adding distortion. So, you know, with feedback, any little variation is going to just kind of compile and grow larger every, every repeat. So while it's not minor pentatonic in the traditional sense. We are sending minor pentatonic CV to the micro rate input. I am clocking it or triggering it from the Pico R&D just using an internal Turing machine on the Quantermain app on the Ornament and Crime. And then I'm clocking the Pico R&D with the random trigger out from the Kitty Eyes Chaos module from Snazzy Effects. It's just giving us like an irregular clock. I've got the rate turned all the way down on the R&D, so we're, it's dividing it pretty heavily still. And then I'm also slewing the pitch through maths because it seems like when we were doing just the stepped, it would kind of like the abrupt voltage change kind of cut out the feedback for a little bit before it kind of started resonating again. So I've kind of tried to like slow it slew it, slew the pitch so it's like gliding between the CV values. Just adding more like pitch variation, I think. And I could also send some kind of modulation to the slide or not the slide, the size on the Dismodus. Which I think I'm going to do. I'll, I'll send the stepped sample and hold output from the Pico R&D to that.
So I'm putting the Dismodus in the band mode for the size. It's got like a little switch for the different ways that the size kind of interacts. So band, I think it kind of tries to slew between the CV it gets, whereas like the... I'm not even sure what LRP stands for, but the jump, J-M-P, it just jumps straight to that size. And so you get a lot of kind of glitchy, weird, like, kind of sounds or artifacts. It's very stuttery and kind of sudden. We're going for something a little bit more slow, so I went with the band mode. So what I'm doing right now is just putting this through the Pico DSP. I think what I'm also going to do is put it through the Pico BBD for just some delay. And then I'm going to change the DSP to maybe a reverb algorithm or something just for a little bit more effects on the end. That was me just playing with the time on the Pico BBD. If you crank it all the way up, you start to hear the clock noise. It's a bucket brigade delay, so it's very like uh, noisy and kind of dirty.
So I think to finish this patch off, I'm going to run the Pico DSP outputs into the monsoon and then, you know, take the monsoon out and monitor that. And we're going to do some more glitchy octave stuff because I've just been using the monsoon for that a lot recently. It's something I found, you know, a few months ago, or like I tried because I was inspired by beads, you know, which kind of does that kind of stuff a lot more intuitively and seems like a really cool module. Have not gotten my hands on it, but I think I was kind of inspired by it and tried to use the monsoon for like a similar thing. So I'm going to try the same thing, just sending an octave sequence from the ornament in crime. And I'm using the same trigger that I'm getting the other pitch from for the mimeophone, just the random pulse from the Pico R&D, which is itself being randomly triggered. Uh, and another internal Turing machine, just deciding which octave to play. So that's going into the volt per octave input on the monsoon, and I've got the sample and hold from the Schlob entropy, which is being triggered by the regular pulse output from the Pico R&D. And that sample and hold is just going into the size of the, the monsoon.
like that because it kind of fills the space when the feedback kind of dies away a little bit. We still have something there. So yeah, I think that's where I'm going to end this kind of experimental feedback path patch with the Crossfader A, Sonocurrent. Shout out to Sonocurrent. Check out their modules. Graham's an awesome guy. And if you haven't listened to the Sonocurrent interview yet, check that out. Previous episode was a lot of fun talking with Graham, and hopefully we can do it again sometime. I'd also like to thank the patrons over on Patreon, David Johnson, Gray Series, and Patrick O'Brien. Thank you guys for supporting the podcast. And if you'd like to get a shout out, get patch notes, vote in the polls, get bonus episodes, head over to patreon.com slash nullfyinfinity. That's N-U-L-L-P-H-I infinity. And until next week, for more patching.